It's Wednesday, December 28th, and we are back in the studio. Hi, Justin. Hi, Molly. All right, so we are doing our best of 2022, where we pick our favorite stories and rebroadcast them and talk about them a little bit. And this next one, this was an important story for our local MOA community. It dealt with evictions and it dealt with like people who are kind of, you know, either by choice or by force sort of living on the edge of um, homelessness also. So tell us about this, uh, what we are, are calling the anti-camping ordinance story. Right. Yeah. So this this story hits some hot topics in in Moab, like housing, worker housing, especially. Um, And basically it was about uh, there's a a raft guiding company called Navtech in town. It's been here for a while and they have a piece of land, private land, where they let employees uh, camp, basically. Um, River guides, you know, are spend days on the river. You know, if they were to rent a place in town, they might not be there for a long time. They're also very limited with funds, obviously. And the company, you know, for, for quite a while just let its employees camp in this in this um, piece of land mm-hmm. by, by the wetlands um, until it was threatened by an ordinance, which basically says that if someone complains, then the county will get involved in it. And someone did complain um, about these dozen or so, over, over a dozen workers. And so all of a sudden, in the middle of the season, they were at risk of losing a, a place to stay. And um, I went out and visited where where they were camping and, and met some of the workers. And um, they were really, I've, I felt like it was an important story um, because, you know, they took some initiative, these these workers, mm. when when their homes were were threatened and became very politically active very very quickly mm-hmm. and even attended uh you know local meetings and were very vocal there mm-hmm. and which which helped them out actually in the end this is a really important story and like i said at the top we have been sort of um referring it to, to it as the anti-camping ordinance story um because grand county did have or does have you know laws on the books um that restrict um camping on private lands um which you know, is is happening in this situation. And so they had to pretty much figure out how to legalize a situation where residents um, could be safe while camping on private lands. Yeah. And safety was another huge issue. This was um, before the case was was closed with the the murders of uh, Mm -hmm. Kylan and Crystal. And so people, you know, workers, a lot of them uh, really didn't feel comfortable um, camping up in the LaSalle's, which which was an option before. Before we air it, we should say that there is a good outcome to this this issue. Grand County did create a pathway to making properties that have long-term camping for locals legal. And this is one of the properties that they had in mind while they were writing um, this ordinance. So um, Navtech and those guides can stay there um, if they apply for this pathway. Well, thank you, Justin, and thank you for the this. This was very timely when it came out, and we appreciate this type of reporting. So I hope um, listeners enjoy a look back. Here's our story. In the last 10 years or so, Michael Grindstaff has seen his former homes in Moab disappear. I had an apartment above what was the Sergeant Peppers. There's a record store that's long gone now that was in the Eddie McStiff's Plaza. And I lived in a mobile home behind Action Shots, and that's gone now. It's the parking lot now. I lived in a mobile home that was over off Holyoke that's now been removed and a larger home has been built there. 
Now he has a 16-foot trailer parked on a remote parcel towards the wetlands, across from a wastewater treatment plant. It's the owner of Navtech Expeditions property, and Grindstaff is on the verge of losing this spot too. What people fail to realize is that well, things may not be perfect, but better is better and better is good. So this is better than the consequence of us being evicted. Guides have long camped on the property for free. This afternoon, most are either in town or on the river, some are resting in their cars. The county has told the owner of the property that he's in violation of an anti-camping ordinance. That law prevents camping on private property if someone makes a complaint. And the county says that's what's happened. It's, I struggle to understand how people would choose to evict 17 people from the place that they live because they don't want to look at them when they go on a walk. Grindstaff has been working as an informal groundskeeper here for the last six months. We've got our toilet now. We've got lots of people. And then we have, this is our water tank right there in the back of that pickup truck. Has 120 gallons in there. And he says if workers have to leave, many will go camp on public or national forest lands. Call it the roaming bands of service workers or whatever. The primary issue with that is that those areas that are convenient and free to, to stay at, well, first of all, you have to move every 14 days, but also you either have to leave your stuff there when you go to work at super early in the morning, or you have to fight with tourists every single day in order to get that campsite. And there's another issue. Right now, if I had to poop in the next like 20, 30 seconds, like where would you go? And if you do that, no matter where you are at any of these campsites, there's tons of piles of turds wherever that is. They have a toilet here and access to a shower. This is Paul Clark and Elijah Stephan's first season. If they have to leave, they'll probably head to the mountains, at least a 30-minute drive from town. The LaSalle's. Yeah. And yeah, we'd be I don't own a car either, so I'll be riding my bike in from the LaSalle's. If, yeah. uh, if you didn't have, like, an easy living situation like this before you got the job, would, would you have taken the job or would that have, uh, you know, would you have decided on something else? Probably not. I would. I would have worked in Colorado. It was definitely like a perk. Yeah. You know. Hey, we've got a, we've got a property. You can pitch a tent on a mile away from work. The anti-camping ordinance isn't unique. Lots of places have it in the West. And Grand County Attorney Christina Sloan gave a couple reasons why her county needed the law. One reason was to prevent people from renting out their yards and driveways. But another was to target homeless residents, she says for their own health and safety. Last year, Provo used an anti-camping ordinance to remove its growing homeless population. We never evict anyone unless there's a place for them to go and unless they have resources and help. Some commissioners did see how the ordinance might impact the area's critical workforce, but those that supported the law didn't think it would be likely. Sloan again. You know, this is complaint driven and it, um, it'll be useful in the context of you know, f folks that become a nuisance. And in the county, I think you do see different issues in the city and the county. And so these low impact dirt bag van lifers, um, that, those are not the complaints I'm getting from county residents. The complaints I get from county residents are mostly RVs, generators, multiple RVs, and toys that come with them. Brian Martinez is the general manager at Navtech. We're sitting outside the company's office. He's been here since 05. It's tough. You know, the, you know, I've been here, I, I came here in a, uh, uh, on a bicycle with a tent, you know, and I lived at Lionsback, which is now the, you know, the big development that's happening there. That used to be a campground. 
you know, and then they, they kicked us all out of there and they closed that all down. And then right there where you see that hotel right over there, you know, that used to be the hideout and all the guides used to live over there. And then they sold that property and kicked us out. And then we all lived behind Tagalong for quite a while. That opportunity for cheap or even free housing, something to help a worker get their bearings, is disappearing. But all these little hidey holes that, you know, the seasonal workers, you know, have had, they're, they're gone. You know, they're just, they're not here anymore. There's a labor shortage in Moab, and Martinez says that applies to river guiding. He thinks losing this housing option will impact Navtech's ability to hire guides. This season, he counted seven rentals in town. You know, some of our employees even went and tried to get, at those, to get to those rentals, and they wouldn't even allow, I mean, they're not even looking at multifamily type of situations. So it takes a while to find that. And while they're trying to look for that stuff, it's nice that we had a spot that they could go and, and camp at and stay in the meantime. The camping area also provided a level of safety for workers. Last summer, Crystal Turner and Kylan Schulte were murdered in the LaSalle's. They were working in town and camping in their van, just like Navtech employees may be forced to do. Their murders remain unsolved. And, you know, the, the fact that they would be camping down by their workers, you know, co-workers and people they knew, that may, it gave them some sense of safety. You know, like, oh, okay, I'm going to be camping with all these people that I know. And, uh, he says one woman who had worked with Navtech decided to not come back this season because she didn't feel comfortable camping in the mountains. He says he doesn't blame her. About 10 Navtech campers showed up to a recent Grand County Zoning and Planning Committee meeting. They made up most of the participants that day. That we all live on. Um, all of you? Yeah. Well, we're we're here because we are being evicted. We're all losing our housing um, and losing access to a toilet, regular toilet that we have service paid by Navtech. Um, and the eviction order, I think. I think creates harm, not just to us as individuals, but also the community in numerous ways. That's Grindstaff again. The county officials quibbled with his use of the word eviction. They weren't evicting him and his friends, they said. They were only following the law, which says those campers aren't legal residents. And they would find the property owner if he didn't evict them. So I would, I would, like we were talking about this word eviction and you say that it's not a legal resident. That kind of makes me feel like I'm not like legally existent. You know, because I want to be treated like a person who actually lives there, not to do this wordage runaround and to say that it's not an eviction, because it is an eviction, because I have to acquire new housing. Well, let's act like humans as a government. Why aren't we doing that? It seems like everyone at the meeting doesn't want to see the camp disbanded. So there's frustration by Grindstaff and others as to why it's still happening. I'm glad that we're working towards this, but I really think that what would have been much better is a letter that said, we're working on bringing you into compliance instead of GTFO, you know, to homeless people with no money, people who hadn't gotten even a first paycheck from their job and they're supposed to go find a house in Moab, you know? That's, that's pure insanity and that's a government not even treating us like human beings. By the end of the meeting, Grindstaff says he felt a little better about the situation. At least there are faces now to put with the law. The story first aired on April 29th. You've been listening to Best of 2022 on KZME News. Tune in tomorrow for our next pick.